Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, John Shookman, and I am so thankful to have you with me for today's episode. A huge thank you to Jennifer Harshman and Harshman Services for sponsoring today's podcast episode. Jennifer and the team at Harshman Services do an amazing job of helping businesses grow and become more successful and organized by using blog posts, search engine optimization, and email marketing to reach your clients. I'm so thankful for how Jennifer and her team have helped me become more successful in my business. And if you're a realtor out there, I know that you can often get stressed and want to work smarter, not harder. You need something that you can set and forget about. So check out what Jennifer has built at RealtorEmails.com. She has an amazing offer and affordable tools to help you become more successful in your business. I'm so thankful for the team at Harshman Services for being a part of helping my business and for sponsoring the podcast. Let's jump into today's episode. On today's episode, I am honored to have my friend Barry Karch with you. Barry is the broker owner of the Real Estate Powerhouse, a real estate brokerage company in El Paso, Texas. He has over 35 years experience as a realtor and has sold as many as 100 homes a year. Barry is part of Total Life Freedom, the community I'm a part of and I've talked about on the show many times. And Barry's a great person to connect with in real estate because I feel like our personalities are so different. So despite the success that Barry has had and achieved in his real estate career, he's always considered himself an unlikely realtor, quiet, introverted, unsalesy. Um, so not your prototypical you know, formula for success. However, he's come to realize that being an introvert in real estate actually has its advantages and he's created a podcast called The Real Estate Unsalesperson to encourage his fellow introverted realtors. Um, and he just launched a community. And so, you know, I'm excited to have him on, excited to have him tell us about what he's doing and just share some of the things that have gone on in his 35 years career. So Barry, thank you so much and welcome to the show. Hey, John, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for asking me to be on the show. And you I'm are- so impressed with how good you have done. What a phenomenal start you've had in your career. So congratulations. Very few people do that. Well, thank you so much. It has been crazy. It's so funny because I even remember early conversations that I had with you, like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to survive? So I continue to be thankful for how God has really blessed me and my business and our family. Um, And I think, you know, it really comes down to just being thankful, right? Like my business could die tomorrow. It won't, right? Because I'm doing the things. But I think for all realtors out there, it just comes down to like, keep doing the things that they're doing, do the things that have brought you success, build relationships. And I'm sure you've seen that over your 35 years. Yeah. You know, that's always kind of been a constant worry. Like, okay, I had a great year this year, but what about next year? Is that, am I going to have any business? Like, where's it going to come from? But if you keep doing the steps, you keep doing the work, then things just keep snowballing and it gets better and better as you go. So yeah, absolutely. So kind of, I know I gave a brief intro there, but just tell us more about, you know, the stuff you're doing there in El Paso, Texas, how you kind of decided to start the podcast, how you're helping realtors down there. Cause I know, right. You have a broker come, you know, you're the owner of the company. So you have, how many agents do you have under there? Just tell me about what you're doing. Okay, sure. I've been in real estate now. This will be my 37th year. So I don't know where all the time went. But somehow it passes by. But I've been in business for a while now, and I've seen lots of changes over that time. But about 12 years ago now, I decided to create my own company. What I did was I noticed that people could start to, the mobile technology started to come into play about 
11, 12 years ago, the internet became bigger, yeah. mm-hmm. personal computers, all that. So I started to find I was seldom in the office. I like being out in the field more. And I decided to create a virtual company, which nowadays is no big deal, really. But back then, we were kind of on the cutting edge. It was very unusual. But I was thinking if we did away with the office, the overhead, we could create a situation that was a lot better for the agents because I could pay them a lot better commissions since I didn't have all the overhead to cover. And it really turned out to work. It worked well as the industry kind of developed in that direction. So um, that's the real estate side. And then on the podcast side, I decided I wanted to do something else in real estate. I didn't want to chase around as much as I had been all those years doing personal selling. I was kind of getting tired of all the chasing around after all those years. And I decided to try to do a podcast to stay in real estate, but give me something to keep busy on and something hopefully I know something about. And I was trying to figure out, well, what can I do that makes it unique? What's going to make it different from all the other real estate podcasts out there? And what I thought of was, I always thought I was kind of an unlikely person to be in real estate, a quiet person. If you saw me in a room, you would never think I was a realtor um, because I'm not a big talker. I'm not super salesy. Being an introvert, as you mentioned, those are not traits you'd probably look for for success in real estate. But looking back on my career, I found out that actually those were the traits that led to my success. So they actually were good things. And so I wanted to create the podcast to encourage people that you don't have to be real outgoing or real salesy to be successful in real estate. There's lots of different personality types that can be successful. I just want to give encouragement to people that you can do it, even if you don't feel like you might fit the mold for sales. Yeah, and I think one of the one of the awesome things that I've watched you do, and you connect with realtors now, really all over the country. I see posts in mutual groups that we're in, you know, connecting with um, realtors that are introverts, and it's awesome the comments that go on there because th- there's a lot more realtors that are introverts than we know, right? Like I'm always like, yeah, I mean, you know, our personalities are almost polar opposites, and right, you know, it's it's very funny that we're we're friends, but. I think you do such a great job of saying to people, hey, actually being an introvert, you know, so many of the realtors out there think, oh, this I can't be a great realtor because I'm an introvert. But I think through these conversations and through your amazing podcast, you've actually showed people, hey, you actually can be a great realtor. Like, you know, my personality is I'm an extrovert. So that's how I do sales. But you've done something great where you're like, no, no, just yes, this is typically someone that's an extrovert, but here's how to have success with that. And I, and I'm sure you've seen that with your clients over the years. I have, you know, there's more than one path to the top of the mountain. Not That's You right. don't have to try to fit a mold or be like somebody else to be successful. So, you know, what works for you, John, wouldn't necessarily work for me and vice versa, but we both get it done. And there's lots yeah. of clients out there and some of them are going to bond with you better than me. And some are going to bond with me better than you. So there's a lot of clients out there. We, we, no matter who you are or what you're like, you're not going to be the top realtor, the best choice for everybody. So you just have to find the ones that you resonate best with. And I think that's so I think I've talked about this on my show. And I, you know, that brings me to another question. When you got into real estate, did you know, hey, I'm an introvert? And did it help you know, like, were you able to kind of narrow down your avatar or ideal client very early? Fairly early. I mean, I knew I know yeah. what I'm like. I know. I mean, I knew getting into at the beginning that I was 
quiet and not your prototypical realtor. And you might be thinking, well, why did you even get into real estate? It was kind of by accident. I didn't, I'm not one like, like you who chose, yeah, I want to be a realtor. It's what I want to do. Yeah. It wasn't my case. When I was in school, I was kind of directionless. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. I'm always jealous of people that know right away where they wanted to go, but that wasn't me. Nothing really grabbed me. So my parents were in real estate and they were doing well. And so I just thought, I guess I'll just go into the business. And so that's how I ended up there. It wasn't really something that just grabbed me. But when I got into the business, my parents' personalities are extremely different from me. My father was very domineering. He was the driver type personality. He was intimidating. People were scared of him. People would go into his office, come out literally crying. I mean, he was, he was very, very different from me. So he would teach me how to do things. And then um, there were a lot of sales trainers when I started and they, would, they were big on scripts. Here's what you say. When, when someone gives you this objection, here's your response. And they never, I, I, yep. I might've tried it one or two times, but it sounded so phony coming out of my mouth. That's not something I would say. And I finally said, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm just going to be myself. I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to talk like a regular guy and hopefully I can connect with people and just go from there. And, and it worked. It, people felt comfortable with me. And that's what I've done for the last 30 some odd years. That's awesome. It's so interesting because, you know, I said I'd take notes as we go. It's very interesting. So so what I heard was your father was different, but you didn't want to be that way or, you know, didn't. And people were giving you scripts and you were like, I don't want to do this. And even, you know, 11 years ago, so 20 some years into your career, when, you know, you were seeing, you know, the virtual cutting edge stuff, you thought, hey, we could get rid of an office. I see so many points where you see hey, this is the way things are done. And instead of saying, okay, I'll just follow this path, you were like, well, why? And why can't we do it different? I think you make me sound smarter than I was. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that. I like how that sounds. But uh, I think you're giving me too much credit there. But uh, but is there a yeah. part of it that you're like, okay, that questioned it? You know, I had an episode once that was like, I, and I don't remember where it was, but I, I know I talked about some companies fail by being unwilling to adapt to change, right? We think about Sears and Kmart and Bosco, mm-hmm. like all these big stores that like a hundred years ago, people bought everything at Sears, literally like cars, houses, like anything. And now they're bankrupt. So I do think for realtors, one of the lessons here is, and maybe you noticed it, maybe you did notice it, or maybe you don't, but even if you didn't do those steps intentionally, how have you seen in your career, like being willing to adapt to change and flex those things to create that success either for you during your career, or either even now as you help realtors within your company? Well, that's a great question, John. You know, that's been one of the keys to lasting for 30 some odd years is you've got to constantly be adapting to change. The world is so different now from when I started. And um, John, you're going to find that five, 10 years down the road for you, things will be totally different than they are now too. You're going to be doing things differently. So you've always got to be on the lookout for new ways to market yourself, do business, and change. And there's so many realtors that I knew 30 years ago that are in the business now still, but they are living in the past. They're like in the stone age. They have not taken up any of the new technology and they're just, they're doing things the way they did 30 years ago. Not very well. They're not successful anymore. Mm -hmm. So you got to constantly be able to adapt to the change. 
And I see some of that now. I mean, it's so funny even being on a team and hearing from my team later. Oh, yeah, I was, you know, because to me, it's like with Dotloop and DocuSign or whatever, I could never imagine clients like having hand like doing paper, you know, paper transactions, a wet signature unless it's settlement. But that's I mean, until what? 15, 10 years ago, that's what you guys just did. And so if someone would have been like, oh, no, I can't adapt to that change. Did they just still use paper? Some people use paper. There's some realtors. You probably run into them out there that don't know how to do electronic signatures. And it it makes it so hard. But you're right. When I started, there was no electronic signatures. So I had to drive 30 minutes across town to get one little initial to finalize a contract, (laughs) drive 30 minutes back. And now it's so simple. Yeah. And then the office says you're missing a signature on this and yeah. you're back. Right. So throughout your whole career, and we've talked, you know, we're talking now about how, how things have changed. I'd love to hear some of the things you do to create relationships with your clients where they want to do business with you again and again. I'm sure you've had clients that have done a handful, five, 10 deals with you over the years. I have, I have. And I made a big change in my business probably close to 20 years ago. Um, I used to always constantly be hunting down new business, running ads. I tried for a short time, Zillow leads, I'm always looking for new people. And then I went to a seminar by a sales trainer, Brian Buffini, if you're familiar with him. I never heard of him when I went to the seminar, but he was talking about developing long-term relationships for your clients, keeping them for life, generating repeat and referral business. And he was talking about something he called pop buys. He was talking about going and visiting people and giving gifts. And I was thinking, wow, that's such a simple little idea, but I never thought of it. I used to, when I sold a house, I would never contact my client again. I mean, they would never hear from me again. I would hope that they remember me when it was time to sell, but I never made a concerted effort to stay in touch with them. So after I listened to Brian Buffini, I decided, yeah, I can see myself doing these pop buys. I think I can pull that off. So I started doing pop buys. I would visit people. And my very favorite gift to give people is the Girl Scout cookies because Mm -hmm. a box only costs four bucks. And what can you give someone for $4 that they love so much? Almost everybody loves getting Girl Scout cookies for free. So I'd make a point of visiting all my clients every year, dropping off a box of Girl Scout cookies and just having a short conversation with them, see how they're doing, how they're enjoying their house and ask them if they know anyone else looking to buy or sell a home. And before you know it, um, the majority of my business became repeat and referral business. So it really transformed everything. and made it so much easier. Thank you for sharing that. When you've told me that before, we've talked and, you know, because you've been a huge influential, influential piece to me having success in my career. And I heard that and was like, oh, my goodness, that's a game changer because I, I learned pop buys from you and from Brian. And I think for realtors out there, how can you keep in touch with your clients? How do you get them to remember you? Like now, you know, I'm sure you have clients that are like messaging you or like, okay, I'm waiting for my Girl Scout cookies this year, not because they're presumptuous, but they're excited to get the Girl Scout cookies, see you. And I think, you know, a piece here that's a reminder for the realtors out there. I don't think the gift price matters. I think it, right? It comes, what's the, what's the, uh, you know, the famous no. quote? It's the thought that counts. It really exactly. is. Exactly. Exactly. And to your point, I had a client that messaged me last year because he hadn't got his cookies yet. And he wasn't not asking for me. He he was worried about me. He was worried I was sick or not feeling well. So he wanted to make sure I was okay. So that was kind of, kind of neat. But he sort of also was like, where are my cookies? (laughs) Yeah, that's probably why he uh, called me. So you've done so many different things, right? The podcast being there. Tell me about what, like how business has transitioned for you over the past few years 
what you're doing now and just kind of like, you know, what you're doing in your business, you know, how like in terms of the craziness of the market and everything, just everything you're doing there. Yeah, everything has transformed tremendously for me the last two years. It's really changed since the pandemic. When the pandemic hit at the beginning, I wasn't doing in-person meetings with clients. So I was home a lot and it gave me time to think what I wanted to do and how I wanted to go forward. And well, two things. Number one, the market changed a lot. We got into this strong seller's market. And at this point in my career, I decided I'm only going to concentrate on sellers. I'm only going to work on listings. And fortunately, I had a large amount of past clients out there. So I, I had a readily available source of listings. I did work with some buyers when people would contact me, but I did not go out of my way to try to get buyers or work with them. I just wasn't up to uh, writing offers on eight, 10 houses and being one of 10, 20, 30 offers on a home. I didn't yeah. seem like a good use of my time. So I concentrated on listings, which was the way to go during this crazy market. So being a listing agent has been fantastic. But then um, I've gone a little further in the last year, I've decided I'm going to morph a little more and now become the broker manager only. And I'm now getting out of the field entirely and not even listing this year. So I'm just helping my agents, giving them guidance, advice, answering their questions and podcasting. But uh, during the pandemic, when I had time to, again, think, I kind of went over everything and I realized, you know what, after 35 years of doing this, I'm at the point, I really don't need to chase around and, and sell as much as I had been. So I'm, I'm not going to do it like that anymore. I'm going to kind of try to enjoy myself a little more. So I, I did cut back that way. I still, I feel like the, I didn't even plan this. I feel like the entire episode is just like all these different shifts and walking through open doors. I, and again, I don't, you know, you sort of joke, maybe you didn't plan it either. But as I kind of see it, it's just walking through doors. So what so now for the team, you're coaching and training and helping them is really like the goal and the focus. That's what I'm doing now. That is that is my main focus is to help my agents. I'm there around the clock practically to take their calls, answer mm -hmm. their questions, review their contracts, help them out with their clients. There's, you know, as you know, in real estate, there's all kinds of different situations and problems always coming up. So um, I'm kind of a troubleshooter, I guess. I, I feel like this all the time. I feel like anytime in my real estate business, I'm like, I've seen it all. That's the day that like I see something that I've never seen before. Yeah, it's never, it never changes. After 30 some odd years, I still see different stuff. I had something happen just a couple of weeks ago. I'd never seen in my whole career. We had an issue with a survey that came up five years after closing. We come to find out the surveyor made an error on the property. I'm not going to go into all the details of it, but their backyard is not what they thought it was when they bought it five years ago. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. See, so there's always, there's always something that comes up that you've never seen before. So mm -hmm. I would love for a couple things as we close out our time, I would love for you to walk back, go back 35 years to when you got into real estate. Can you tell me what would be one piece of advice that you would give to yourself? Yeah. The one thing I think I regret or I should have done sooner was to get a coach or some, or, or if not a coach, um, so a peer or a broker, someone to give you some more guidance. I, I feel like I could have gotten on a 
better path quicker had I had someone with more experience guiding me. And then of course your podcast serves that purpose a lot too, because you're giving good advice and guidance to new people. But um, I was always kind of a lone wolf. That's probably the introvert thing. I don't know. I didn't uh, team up or take advice from other people that much. I tried to figure things out myself and beat my head against the wall until I figured it out. But yeah. I was always kind of more the the lone wolf or the solo guy out there trying to do everything on his own. And I think if I gotten help, I could have achieved quicker. That's great. Yeah. To get a coach sooner would be. I, I think I would have uh, accelerated my career quicker. Yes. Awesome. So for realtors today, and maybe that piece of advice is, you know, get a coach, but what would you tell someone listening to this right now, struggling in the real estate business, making five to $10,000 a year and just not seeing the success that's possible? What would be a piece of advice you would give them? I would say to keep at the basics, stay at the basics. It's all about making contacts. It is a people business. You have to make contacts and Really, the key is the follow-up. I always say the gold is in the follow-up. If you talk to people who've contacted you before about buying or selling, a lot of people aren't ready right away. And that's where the downfall of most realtors are, is they do not, they forget about them if they're not right in front of them. So make sure to reach out to them periodically to see how they're doing and if the time is right for them to do something. And just continue to make the follow-ups. And it makes the other people feel important and wanted too. You're not harassing them. They feel important, like you're important to them and you want to help them. So keep making the follow-ups and make the contacts. Yeah, that's so great. The basics, the gold is in the follow-up. I've never heard it that way. And I really like that. So thanks for sharing that. So, yeah, thanks, Chad. Yeah. So as we kind of close out our time, I mean, I know you have the podcast, the community, things you're doing. So you can you tell my listeners, where can they find you and connect with you and listen to the show or check out what you're doing with the community? Where can they connect with you? Okay, well, I've got a podcast called The Real Estate Un-Salesperson. That's for the unsalesy people mm-hmm. in real estate. So you can check that out. And I created an unsalesperson community, just starting it really. And to learn more about that, well, I guess you could just go to the real estate unsalesperson.com, the website. Yeah. And I think it's so funny because even for me, a sale, I, I was gonna say salesy and pitchy, but that sounds bad. No, but even someone that is an extrovert that is the extrovert is kind of more the salesy type. I still find your podcast extremely helpful. I love the interviews. I feel like all the interviews, there's there's always like a little nugget in every single interview that I can take and be like, okay, how can you apply this to your real estate business, John, to become more successful? And I think that's really the piece is you know, when we stop learning, right? Like, and I've shared on the show that I'm super comfortable with the clients I have now and, and the business I have and the volume, but okay, well, that doesn't mean I stop learning and growing. So Barry, your podcast has been one of the first that I listened to that encouraged me to start a podcast. Cause you're probably one of the few realtors I knew that were doing one. So it's great. Even those listening that are, you know, more the extrovert, it still will help you grow and learn in your career. So please check it out, The Real Estate Unsalesperson, and you can go to therealestateunsalesperson.com. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Well, Barry, thanks so much. Really appreciate you. You've been seriously a huge help and encouragement to my career. I know that the people listening to this episode are going to be very encouraged through hearing your journey. And anytime I think about, you know, there's so many times where I'm like, oh my goodness, this business can be so frustrating. 
I look at someone that has like a passion like you have had for 35 years and it inspires me like, hey, maybe what you need is a break not to like walk away from the business. But thank you so much for your time. Thanks for coming on today for all your inspiration and help um, to me and through what you're also uh, doing with your podcast. And I appreciate you having, having you on today. Thanks, John. It's been fun and keep up the great work. Love your podcast too. Oh, thank you. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to this episode. And a huge thank you to my friend Barry Karch for being such an amazing guest on today's podcast interview. As we kind of wrap up, I just want to bring a couple of my highlights from the interview to you. I think a big thing and really, you know, maybe the topic of the entire episode wasn't really what we planned on it being, but just being willing to adapt to change, you know, even 11, 12 years ago with Barry talking about how, you know, they went virtual, how that was pretty cutting edge back then. That was, you know, them and his team and the company adapting to change and seeing, well, maybe we don't need a brick and mortar location. Maybe we can do things virtually. And it helped him cut cost and then give, you know, more to the um, realtors on his team and within his company because they weren't paying for rent or a building, whatever it was, they didn't have that expense. And so I think, man, cutting edge is a big, you know, word in real estate now with, you know, how we're structuring things for clients, the things we're doing, everything in the last two years since the, you know, COVID-19 pandemic. So many of these things, you know, have made us all adapt to change pretty quickly. And so it was cool to kind of hear Barry's journey where he didn't even necessarily do it intentionally, but he was doing it and doing a great job. Another thing that I really took out of it was just continue to build relationships, right? He talked about, you know, how he's built relationships over the years, you know, with the Popeyes, with following up with clients, with reaching out to them, the Girl Scout cookies. That's such a creative idea. And like he said, an inexpensive way to check in with your clients and care about them and just, you know, pop by, drop off the cookies, see them for a couple minutes, see how the house is doing and, you know, then say, hey, do you know anyone looking to buy or sell? And I'd be honored to help them. So that was another huge takeaway. I love how he said really at the end of our time together, he said that the gold is in the follow up and he said, keep to the basics. Isn't that so true? (laughs) Right? Like we're so busy sometimes trying to be, you know, the first person to do something new or do something different. Just keep to the basics. Do the basic stuff and do the follow-up with your clients. The gold is in the follow-up. I had never heard it that way before. I've talked about the follow-up with you guys before. I had an episode titled Ace the Follow-Up. And so I definitely completely agree that follow-up is absolutely huge if we want to have successful real estate businesses. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. I was so thankful to bring Barry to you. He's a great friend and mentor to me. And the things he's doing to help agents through his podcast are absolutely amazing. So make sure you check out the stuff he is doing and support his podcast. I know he would appreciate it and you will learn a lot and I know you will. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this interview and I will see you guys on our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode.